0: I am Damla Akhtekin, I am a healer and the host of this podcast and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Hello everyone, this is Damla Akhtekin with A Drop of Om. And I have here with me today, Kristen Thomas. Um, And I wanna say this right, who you are a holistic health coach and a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. Yes. (laughs) Did I do good? So, um, and I know um, you you support people in their um, gut healing as well as physical healing from chronic illness um, from their journeys. But I wanna hear you you have a pretty impressive journey of self-healing. So tell tell us about that.
1: Sure, yeah. So my whole health journey has has led me to where I am today where um, I help people just like me who feel very trapped in their bodies by their symptoms or their health condition, um, figure out how, you know, figure out what the root causes of why they don't feel so well and implement natural ways to begin to heal their bodies and feel more at home in their bodies. And I got into this because um, I was sick for about 10 years with digestive health issues, anxiety and depression, and severe hormone imbalance, um, starting at about age 15. Um, So my whole health journey is uh, kind of summed up by um, severe autoimmunity, lots and lots of inflammation, food intolerances, to the point where – I was sort of I was in the conventional medicine world at the time, um, and on different medications, getting different procedures done. And my doctor said that that my body had stopped responding to everything, and the last resort we were looking at was surgery to actually remove part of my intestines. Um, and I was I think 21 years old at the time, and it just did not feel right to me and my body that that was the right approach for me. So it was at that moment that a light bulb sort of went off on in me that. That this didn't have to be the way for me and that there was another way I had no idea what that would be but I just knew deep inside that there was something and so I politely declined that that option um, just having a very deep trusting that there was something else out there for me and then I embarked on my own healing journey uh, using food and, and herbs and a lot of lifestyle and, and mind body techniques um, to get me to the point today where I don't have ulcerative colitis anymore. I don't suffer from anxiety and depression and I feel back to a normal person. And honestly, I feel better than I did even when I didn't have all of these illnesses. So, um, that's beautiful. What you're describing is like, it sounds to me
0: almost like you came to a crossroad of like, you were either going to go a certain route or you were going to decide to take things differently. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, I'm curious about like, what were you doing at the time? And like, how did you figure out what to do? Were were there people helping you? Or were like, were you researching things?
1: What was happening at that moment? Yeah, um a mix of a lot of it. So at the time that that I decided to not go the medical route anymore. Um, I started to see an acupuncturist and I think I had come across acupuncture as an option, um, more so for handling anxiety because my anxiety was just skyrocketing with, with the unknown of what was going on and feeling so stressed about my condition getting worse and worse. Um, so I went to see an acupuncturist and she really, like, I really have her to thank for so much of of kickstarting my health journey. my awakening because she helped me understand that my adrenal glands were really tanked, um, which is why my energy was so low and my mood was really crappy. And, um, she also helped me understand, you know, how I could begin to use food, to help myself, and she really got, gave me some some good pointers that got me started, and I felt like with some of those tidbits of information that she started to give me, I was able to then find practitioners who could really help me to dive into that more, to work on healing my gut more naturally, heal my hormones and adrenal glands more naturally, and I did so much research on my own about food and really got into like the paleo movement and just eating clean, healthy, organic foods. Um, and so it was kind of at that point where my eyes just were open to this whole new avenue of, of options that were out there for me. And I sort of just flowed with it and, and went from, you know, one thing to another and, and began to pull together the pieces of what ultimately was going to get me to exactly where I wanted to be with my health. And um,
0: how did that translate into uh, what you're doing right now? Because you are now helping other people do sort of what y- you've done. Right, mm-hmm. and you're taking advantage of all that you learned. So, um, what w- was there a decision point, or w- was it more like gradually you realized this is something you want to help people with? What was that journey like?
1: Yeah, so I kind of got into it step by step. Like once I started to really get into the paleo diet and see how great I felt, and by that I mean within two weeks of changing my diet, all of the symptoms that I had been dealing with for years were gone. So, like that in and of itself was a massive change for me and, and really kind of kick-started a lot of things. Um, and so I had started a blog, I think it was called The Fit Paleo Life, um, where I just wanted to be talking kind of about my journey and, and how to use food to feel better. And um, and so I started there, but then I felt like that wasn't enough. And and then I was getting really into fitness, so then I became a spin instructor, but then I didn't feel like that was enough. And, and so then um, at the time, I was working with a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, which is what I am now, um, on my adrenal health, hormone health, and gut health. And I loved what she was doing. She was able to run some really advanced lab tests that were able to detect things that no other practitioner so far was, was able to look for. And these things mapped up to exactly how I was feeling So for the first time I was, I wasn't told, you know, it's all in your head or you're crazy or everything looks normal, but I was still feeling sick. Like there was actually things that mapped up with exactly how I was feeling And they were able to to put in place a really holistic plan of lifestyle changes, dietary tweaks, herbs, like all these great natural things that felt really good to me that I could put into place based on that. And so it just felt like a very logical, very fact-based, very natural um, approach that was going to work with my body to get to where I wanted to be. And it was really after going through that work that I was just so inspired. I was like, this is it. Like, this is my life purpose. I need to help other people find this because – It took me years to find that this type of work was even out there and that there was even another option for me besides heavy medications or surgery. Um, Before that, I had no idea. I just thought medications and and seeing my doctors and continuing to not get results was, was the only path. And so I wanted to help other people just like me because there's, I think there's about 60 to 70 million people in the U.S. alone that had digestive issues. So I knew I wasn't the only person. So I wanted to sort of be that beacon for other people going through similar things to know that, you know, you have options and you can be in control if you're willing to, to look at, you know, another option, run better tests, you know, use food more um, and, and just take a more like a full on mind body approach to your healing journey. So
0: you, um, it sounds to me like you, you were almost hungry for these changes and for these little shifts on a physical level and, yeah. shoo, excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, tell us about the, the anxiety and depression piece of it. Like how was food affecting that? Like, was there a moment where you sort of, um, like was food enough? Or did you feel like you needed to have other elements into your healing journey? How did that go? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So I think that journey kind of took its own shape and form. Um, I think a lot of it started to resolve itself just by me working on on my gut and my adrenal glands because a lot of um, imbalances in the brain that can lead to things like anxiety and depression and ADHD and, and a whole host of other conditions actually can originate in the gut because the mind-gut connection is controlled by what's called the vagus nerve, which sends signals to and from the gut and the brain. And so when the gut is really imbalanced, like when you have Infections like I did or inflammation that can actually get up to the brain as well And you can get an inflamed brain or a toxic brain and that can kind of cause things to misfire Um, it can you know dampen your mood it can you know kind of um, Hinder your energy your sleep like everything and so a lot of that was going on for me like I had lots of infections tons of inflammation from the autoimmunity and so by addressing the inflammation, cutting that down, you know, identifying and getting rid of the infections and really just kind of clearing things out, clearing my body out from all the trauma from all of this was a huge part of that. And I saw a massive improvement in, in my mood and energy alone. And overall, I think just the the positivity of, of how I was feeling and the journey I was on felt really good. So that in and of itself made leaps and bounds um, progress with, with the anxiety and depression and honestly, I think one day it just sort of fell away, like definitely the, the depression. I mean, that was the first thing that, that went. And that kind of came out of the blue too, um, at least at the time. But now that I look back at it, it was definitely correlated with when my, my gut was was at its worst. Um, and, then, and then as soon as it, it got to, to a much better place, the, the depression just kind of fell away. The anxiety was a whole another part. There was a much deeper sort of mind body journey that I went on. And it's something that, that to this point, I'm probably 95% complete with it, but it's still something that I actively work on. Um, But the food was a, was probably the most foundational thing that I could have done to start to address that. Yeah.
0: And I love that you're honest about like, it's not about like a hundred percent we're cured and you're done, but it's, you support yourself the best way you can. Um, Yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit more about, because this is something that you emphasize in your work, the mind-body connection. What does that mean to you? How does it show up uh, for you and your clients? And uh, what do you think people listening uh, should be aware
1: of uh, in terms of that? Ooh, I love this. Um, Okay, so where do I start? So, yeah, it's just been such a deeply personal journey to me, and it's something that I've been working more and more into my practice lately because of how transformational it can be. And so. It's. I think so many people today just feel so disconnected to their bodies and what's going on, in big part because of of a lack of understanding of like how our bodies actually work. Especially for people like the like a lot of the women who come to me who who feel really sick and I felt that way for a while. They almost feel like strangers in their own bodies and like their bodies betrayed them or that it's it's doing something wrong and we don't know why. And so it can kind of feel like you begin to separate your your identity with your body. And, and that can be kind of a really scary place to be in. And that's exactly where I was in. And so what I, what I view, uh, and, and when I think about, when I think about the mind body connection is really coming back home to your body and starting to love your body again, even if it's not perfect, because there isn't such thing as perfect health. Like there's, you maintain and manage good health, but there's always, you know, things that you can be working on. And so it's about appreciating like where you are and having gratitude for everything that your body's doing right because it's not always doing everything wrong. There's a lot of things that are still going right and so it's recognizing that there's so much going on that your body's doing that you don't even think about like pumping blood and breathing and cell regeneration, like so many things that are happening and so just really, really appreciating your body and knowing that it's, it's healing and that the more that you can do to promote that healing, the, the better you're going to feel. Um, and so the biggest thing that I, that I started to teach my clients is really starting to tap into the signals that your body's sending you as you begin to get into that mind body journey yourselves. And what that means is like understanding, you know, how your body feels when you you eat different foods, for example. So when you eat a piece of kale, does your stomach churn and feel really kind of crummy or do you get lots of energy and you feel really great and, and kind of refreshed? Um, So things like that, like just understanding how you interact with different foods is a big part, but also, you know, do, do different people in your life drain you or do different circumstances in your event give you migraines or, you know, what else is your body telling you based on what's going on in your life or what you're putting in your body? and really tapping into that and listening to it and knowing that your body's telling you something for a reason. And when you can listen to that, you can really work with your body in fine tuning your diet, fine tuning your lifestyle, fine tuning who you surround yourself with. Um, and it really can kind of blossom out into a beautiful journey once you get into that rhythm of doing that. Yeah, I love, I love that. Um, I love the piece about, you know, it's, it's,
0: it's, we're not looking for perfection again, like we are looking for some sort of balance and supporting our ourselves as best we can. So in the sense that, I mean, in, in, in yourself and in the people you work with, um, do you ever run into any sort of resistance or, or difficulty in taking these steps, these positive steps? And I, I want to, um, I want to hear your uh, take on what's what between us and healing.
1: Hmm, what's between us and healing? I think having trust that that there is an option out there for you, and that there is a future that can look as good as you want it to. Um, I was talking to to a woman who wanted to work with me. Um, yesterday, and she was having a really hard time visualizing that there was any other option out there for her because she felt like she had tried everything. Um, and she was really resistant to another option because she just couldn't even visualize it being there. And and so what I encourage people is that like this type of journey, the type of journey I went on and the type that I guide people through is something that you can't possibly like fully visualize before you get into it because it just unfolds as you go along and as your body speaks to you and as it changes and improves just like mine did um you know I couldn't have predicted how fast I healed or where I would be today if you told me 6 7 years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing today I I don't know if I would have believed you because there was just no way I could have predicted that. And so it's all about kind of trusting the process and trusting that if you feel called to this type of work, that it's probably for a reason. and, you know, finding, you know, the right practitioner to guide you along that is also super important. Someone who has, you know, been there before and who really can support you with the things that you're looking to, to address. Um, so that's a big element of the trust as well. Um, but it's really just being able to know that you might only need to, to know the next couple of steps, not the whole journey. And that's okay because, you know, the body is so complex and it's, it's beautiful in what it does. And so things can evolve in your own health journey.
0: Yeah, so I, I love that um, the piece you're men- mentioning, the, uh, the trust piece, and then the safety, like mm-hmm. who you feel safe with. Um, and I can tell from, from experience, because you and I found each other online, and then I worked with you for a little bit, you worked with me for a little bit, um, that my experience working with you has been that you, like I could feel that you really care that you were there. And the other thing for me that was really nourishing was like, you weren't giving me, um, like 10 million options. You were like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, to the point, like two or three things that I could potentially add to my life, which is something, um, I feel like that's important for people to hear. So, uh, tell us about the, um, working with other healers, because I know you're someone who is um, vastly open to self um, healing and supporting yourself in your journey. Um, So when when do you go see other
1: healers? Or when do you tell your clients to go see other
0: uh, other healers?
1: Yeah, so I think it's a very individualized thing in terms of like what other levels of, of healing might be right for somebody. Um, I'm always like, I'm, I'm very much open to like trying anything for myself. I kind of consider myself like a Guinea pig for, for my own healing journey and for my clients. Like I love to try new things, whether it's acupuncture or Chinese medicine or something recent I've been into is network chiropractic. Um, tons of different healing modalities, like I'm always open to trying them and seeing, you know, what resonates with me. Um, and the same for my clients, you know, if, if they, you know, are coming to me also with like a a past trauma, for example, then recommending to them that they get some counseling alongside with this and, you know, talking through some things that have happened to them with a trained professional or, you know, if, if they have like a lot of stagnant energy or, you know, just need some support with something specific, then sometimes it's a matter of doing yoga or acupuncture or some other form of, of chiropractor work or something like that. So It kind of depends on like what somebody is doing or, you know, if they need more movement or want to have weight loss, then, you know, going into some sort of workout routine. Um, So I have a whole network of people, both that I've worked with personally and that other people have referred to me um, that I will, you know, send out to people based on, you know, where they are and what's going on for them uh, to support them in their journey and, and make sure that they are in really good hands. Mm-hmm. And I feel
0: like it, like if you, if someone goes to your blog, for instance, it sounds or it feels to me like your your life is almost your lab, right? Like you have a blog post about surviving traveling and yes. the digestive issues of traveling. There's My favorite one is the one about your cat. Like you went through a health journey with your cat and then you documented that, the recommendations yeah. for, for cat health, which I love. So in doing that um what has the business journey been for you (laughs) because that's another element
1: yeah yeah so i i mean i very much identify with this whole journey so the, the the separation between my personal life and and my health journey and my work is a very thin line um but i like it that way because i feel like the more embodied i am with my journey And the things that I did and that I continue to do today um, helps me work with the right people and give them the level of healing that they need. So, you know, where I started four or five years ago when I started my business is vastly different than where I am today in terms of, you know, the level in which I help people and, and the programs that I offer and the work that we do inside of those. Um, but it's been an evolution that I think very closely maps, you know, where I've gone in my journey and where my interests lie. And it's so interesting because I always, based on like all these different sort of up levels that I do with, with my health and my life. I tend to bring on people that that seem to be a match with that, which is so interesting. And I always have a deep trusting that the people who come to me in the moment are exactly where they need to be and I'm exactly where I need to be to help them too. and so that's been just a really, a really trusting process. Cause I think a lot of practitioners get sort of caught up in, you know, they need to know all the things in order to help all the people, but that's just not the way that it works. And so I've always kind of had a deeper trust in the universe in terms of client attraction and, and how I evolve my business. Um, but I'm at a point today where I work with people both, um, privately in one-on-one coaching and in group programs based on the level of support that they need. Um, and, you know, we run different lab tests and and work on, you know, different elements of their diet or their lifestyle. But really the biggest element that I've been weaving in in lately is the mind-body connection and um, even spirituality and and energy and just really kind of getting into that element and understanding that that's such a big part of what's going on for them. And then it's not necessarily just a physical or chemical imbalance in the body. It's oftentimes much deeper than that and helping them to recognize that. And then based on if that's something that I can wholly help them out with, I'll let them know. Or if they need to work with a team of other people, I'll help them kind of pull together that team.
0: Hmm. I I love that piece about your energy matching the client's energy and you. As, I mean, for all, all of us healers, we, we get what we need mm-hmm. in those both ways, right? So um, I want to ask you about... Um, I want to ask you about the business piece too for healers or people who are sort of embarking into a journey for healers but let's start with the self-healing piece so if someone's listening and they're going through these digestive issues that they're not sure you know what to do about or they've tried a bunch of things and none of them are working um outside of working with you which I recommend everyone where where should, do they start what should they do
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean I always start with with food as a sort of the foundation of a lot of things. Um, you know, starting again to sort of listen to the body and tap into what the body's telling you in terms of what foods are and, and are not working for you. Um, you know, if you're eating certain foods and you notice that you're always tired after that, or you always get a distended stomach or, know you get reflux after that like starting to either write down like a food journal um, or just starting to be more aware of it in general can be a great starting point because I believe the food truly can be medicine if we use it in the right way Um, so that's always the first part because if if you can do all the external healing stuff you want but if what you're putting in your body is creating more inflammation or more toxicity or more distress then it's gonna be really hard to fully move on from what you're experiencing so you really need to look at both what you're putting in your body from a food standpoint, and also, you know, your external environment as well. Um, So that's really the first place. And then, you know, from there, based on what's going on, um, you know, just, just, again, kind of tapping into your body, seeing what feels interesting, you know, do you feel like you need to kind of talk out some traumas with with somebody? Or do you feel like you need some energy work or some, some acupuncture, or you don't know where to start and you're just going to contact somebody and, and get their advice, you know, just taking a, a leap of faith and a trust in, in somebody that you feel called to, to, to get that support if you're not sure, um, can be really great. You know, whether it's one of us or somebody else, um, but doing it alone, like I'll say having done it alone myself for many years was really overwhelming and scary, um, because I was trying to piece together all, all the parts, but the food part was the biggest thing. And I feel like I nailed that on my own. And that was, that was a really foundational part. And I don't think I'd be where I am today if I hadn't done that so early on in my journey. So that's, that's always where I start with people. And I know this is a probably, um,
0: unique in, in unique questions in the sense that it changes for everyone but can you give us some guidelines around the food piece like mm. what to avoid other than watching that the system obviously but if you are having trouble with that like are there two or three things that we should like avoid for sure
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, it is it is individualized per person, but in general, um, you know, the way we look at it is that there's there's foods that can either be a toxin and that can that can hold you back from where you want to be with your health, or those foods that can heal you and bring you closer to where you want to be. And so we look at um, like how foods can contribute to inflammation or stress in the body. And usually, the more altered the food is from its original state, where our bodies know what to do with it, the harder it is for our body. To digest it and to interact with it. So, you think about the wheat that we're eating today, it's much different than it was many years ago. And that's why, you know, we're hearing so much about gluten sensitivity and celiac disease today because we're eating so much more wheat than we used to. And it's it's altered to the point where it's, it's water-soluble, um, which has been shown in studies to, to create the high immune reaction that a lot of people are getting when they're, when they're sensitive or even allergic to gluten. So that's usually a, a big trigger. Um, whether you feel a symptom or not, like I was talking to a client yesterday who was like, well, I tried gluten-free, but I didn't feel any different, so I just brought gluten back in. And what I like to explain to people is that symptoms are the last thing to occur in the process of dis-ease or disease in the body because oftentimes the imbalance in the body that has led to that is much deeper and the symptom could be far removed from that. So just because you're not getting like an outward obvious symptom after you eat gluten doesn't necessarily mean that it's still great for you. Um, So I always encourage people to kind of start to understand that, that you, we're not just looking for surface level symptoms and that overall, you know, there's a lot of studies out there now today on the effects of certain food like that. Similarly, a lot of dairy products are, are very much altered from where they used to be, you know, the pasteurization process, the, the, the environment that these cows are, you know, raised in today are, are much different and much more stressful. Um, you know, they're, they're fed antibiotics and hormones um, and all of that's then getting transferred over to us. And those are, those are things that our bodies don't know what to do with and it can create inflammation as well. And then we look at things like soy because that can be really altered as well and some soy like soy sauce, for example, actually has wheat gluten in it, um, and then sugar, like refined sugar, um, is also a very um, altered product from what it used to be. So, looking at like getting back into nature and closer to the foods that our bodies, like at a very basic level, were were designed to digest. Um, you know, like organic kale or spinach, and you know, organic blueberries and. Just things that like our bodies know what they are and know what to do with is really how you can begin to kind of tap back into what your body truly needs from a nutrition standpoint and just general functionality. So that's really where I start and like avoiding you know b- very processed, very you know packaged um, foods and just focusing more you know on on fresh fresh foods from from Mother Earth. Right, and
0: trusting that um you you will know which way to go. Right. I think, um, that's what I'm getting from this conversation too, is maybe not attempting to do like a million things at once, yeah. starting with one thing that your body knows and is telling you and then sort of start, starting to trust the rest will come mm-hmm. little step. So, um, How about healers? What would you say to a healer who's sort of just starting out? uh, Maybe someone's interested in nutrition or providing nutritional support. um, What would you tell to tell to them?
1: Mm, Yeah, so so a couple of things. Um, So first is just to get out there and start having conversations, both with prospective clients um, to get to. Understand what they're looking for, you know, what language they're using to describe their pains or their challenges um, and ways in which you could craft your offering to help them. Um, Because, you know, we can guess all we want, but we need to get outside of ourselves and learn what, what our target audience or our niche would want. So doing that super helpful and then talking to you know other practitioners in this space and you know seeing how you could refer people to each other or um, if there's opportunities to collaborate in some way or you know anything else like that there's so many opportunities out there today and I think especially in the health and wellness space like people I found that everyone's just so collaborative and so open we're not you know, it's not a very competitive space. Like it's, it's very welcoming, especially in the holistic and, and functional and, um, you know, more natural, um, arenas. So, so just getting out there and having conversations is the biggest part, and then not being afraid to, to share your truth because people are hungry for it. You know, people are waking up, they're ready for their transformation. They just want to know where to go. And if you have a powerful message to share or, you know, you want to start getting out there in a meaningful way, don't wait for somebody to give you permission to do it. Don't wait until tomorrow, like get started today. Um, I'll say the most powerful messages that I share on social media are the ones that get so much engagement and they've really lifted my business in a beautiful way. And it's just a matter of knowing that, that what you have to say is exactly what your people need to hear from you in the moment. Um, so again, sort of trusting the process and just, just taking that first step.
0: Yeah. You're allowed to get started yeah <laughs> right You're everyone's up. looking for permission yeah and people will meet you where you are and you will meet them uh where you are so it's a beautiful beautiful thing um tell us Kristen, about how to find out more about you and your work
1: Sure. Um, so my website is thrivebyfood.com. Um, I explain the different ways in which I work with people on digestion, autoimmunity, and hormones. Um, those are the three areas of, of focus that I primarily work with people on. I have a free, um, a free intro call if you're curious to explore the potential of working together and seeing if we're a good fit. So anyone who's listening who's interested and resonates with this talk is welcome to, uh, to book that. Um, and then I'm on social media, Thrive by Food on Facebook and Instagram. i um, so happy to connect with any of you there too. Yes. And you
0: have two free resources that I will be sharing with people. One of them is called the Gut Healing Recipe Guide. Yeah. If they can go and download, I'll include the link. And the other is 10 Tips to Naturally Improve Digestion. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Thank you so much, Kristen. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your healing and self-healing wisdom. Thank you um, and I want to tell everyone who have been listening to um, please share this if this touched you in any way um, I call it authentic sharing whether it's telling to telling to one friend or whether it's sharing on social media however way uh, works for you that would be the biggest compliment for for both of us and then I also want to uh, point you to my website at dropofom.com where I am sharing a free resource called 12 questions to determine your energetic wounds and it's all about realizing where life may have left the remnants of trauma in you and knowing that is the first step is in beginning to heal that so uh you can go to a drop of to download that and i'll have a link for that too and thank you so so much thank you kristen
1: thank you so much for having me